Hey, welcome back to another episode of Dispatches from Holly McKay. Today we are talking about Shark Week. And uh, in this case, the things that are happening to sharks that Holly has discovered that are worth listening to and, and heeding. Holly, tell us a little about this. Yeah, so this is obviously um, a little off the my normal beaten path, but something that I think has always been interesting, especially growing up in Australia. Um, you know, we can all remember, I think, in the 80s, the, the Jaws movies, I think that really sets um, a precedent or a very widespread fear of sharks, um, naturally so. And I just think it's super interesting when we actually dig down and really take a look at the role sharks play um, in our entire ecosystem that really keeps us alive as human beings um, and the sort of huge uh, levels of, of human attacks um, against sharks. And, and we're looking at 11,000 sharks approximately that are, are sort of slaughtered per minute and sort of what the danger that actually presents to us and how um, despite their reputation, sharks really, I think there's uh, on average, typically between four to six fatal shark attacks each year. And when we sort of look at the the numbers um, and, and sort of the fear that we all have of sharks, just kind of how uh, blown out this has been. And so something, of course, that I like to do is is kind of blow up myths or, or dig deeper into a lot of the stereotypes and sharks definitely fall into that category. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, like I like you, I, I, I grew up in, in the tropics in the Philippines. So, you know, there were hammerhead sharks and all kinds of sharks in the waters off the beaches all the time and you went swimming anyway because uh, it was their job was uh to be part of what were reef ecosystems at least where i was growing up and uh you know they're they're very much they very much blend into the natural order of things so um in this case uh how did you i mean what you know what prompted you you wrote this article that really dives into this uh, what prompted you to to write the article and um and, and how does this uh, this fellow that you wrote about at the beginning of it figure into act activism about charts these days yeah absolutely so me being me i like to do things as immersively as i can and i was spending time with my family in hawaii and so i wanted to use um, a good chunk of that time to do some shark diving myself and and just do some other diving um to really kind of get to know the sort of underworld 70 percent of our earth is covered by ocean and there's entire communities of uh, in existence that we don't see and i think it's really important to to kind of dig down and look at that um, and uh, my first really sort of inkling with that and the first person that I wanted to speak to uh, when I decided that I wanted to, to kind of look at this issue um, was an Australian uh, former Navy diver that I met many years ago. His name is Paul de Gelder. Um, and he happened to be, uh, I think, you know, it was early, I believe it was 2009, if I'm correct. And he was uh, doing a sort of a training exercise in Sydney Harbour, an area not known to have sharks. And it was early in the morning. And next thing, you know, and, and Paul says, you know, the biggest fear he'd always had in life was sharks. And even though he grew up in the country, um, he wasn't really someone who spent much time in the ocean until he joined the Navy. And then all of a sudden, he his arm and his leg was ripped off by a bull shark. And so um, you would think that would just 
you know, send, send somebody on a trajectory of absolutely fearing chance. But in Paul's case, it, it didn't. It actually spurred him to go deeper into understanding what had happened, why it had happened, and in doing so become really a huge advocate for, for sort of shark conservation and, and portraying um, the reality of what uh, sharks really are. Um, and I found that with a lot of people who have had encounters with sharks over the years is that pretty much all of them that I know have become really strong advocates of um, of shark awareness. And, and I wanted to sort of dig down a little deeper in this. And so I um, also spoke to in, in one of my dives in Kona, um, a man who used to be an FBI diver. And so FBI has a special unit um, that is dedicated to dives. And that often is, you know, recovery diving, looking for evidence, looking for bodies. Um, and this was um, a role that Carlos is had played in Southern California for a long time. Uh, he retired in 2009 and then, um, you know, went in to be a scientific uh, diver in an aquarium. And he sort of just said his experiences with sharks at that point were that they were almost puppy, <laughs> puppy-like when you would have to kind of move them to, to clear the tanks and other things. Um, so, you know, he too now out in Kona is, is a big advocate of sharks. And he really said, you would rarely ever see a circumstance of a shark ever kind of going after a human. That's just not sharks. We aren't what sharks want to eat. Sharks want to eat seals. They want to eat other sharks. They want to eat other, um, you know, garbage. Humans just don't have enough fat and, and um, they're just not tasty enough to sharks to sort of go after. So in pretty much every case, it's a matter of, of misidentification. So it's looking at um, being in a sharky wa uh, murky waters where sharks will then think that, you know, somebody in a black wetsuit flipping around, um, they will be obviously mistaken for a seal. And the second the shark usually takes that bite um, and realizes that it's not uh, a seal, they will generally, you know, try to, to kind of go away. Um, so you're looking at big misidentification and how that is kind of being perpetuated into one of the, the big myths that we have about, about shark attacks. But, you know, really beyond that, um, I just think it's really important just to look at some of the basic statistics we're looking at there are more than 500 breeds of sharks. Sadly, a number of those are extinct or extremely endangered now. And out of those uh, many hundred uh, species, you're looking at probably three that have ever been responsible for um, a, a fatal shark attack. And typically, that's a tiger shark, uh, which I swam with in, uh, in um, Oahu. And then you're looking at bull sharks. And, uh, you know, and very occasionally it may be a, a great white as well. Um, so that is sort of the reality. And then you go even further. And this is really something that shocked me um, was that I learned that, you know, at the rate that we're going of, of humans sort of slaughtering upwards of 100 million sharks a year, um, we're looking at, you know, sharks being barely, you know, barely alive in, in 28 years. And you couple that with the slaughtering rates as well as, you know, the pollution and, and other things that are happening uh, to our oceans. But what is sort of scary is that sharks really do play such a vital role to our ecosystem and, and certainly keeping other animals at bay. Um, you know, they, they eat the plankton, you know, that, that's what keeps our oceans and, and our air essentially really healthy. So that is something that I think is, is really disturbing and something that a lot of people aren't aware of. And, and, one of the biggest reasons for, for shark slaughters as well is, is finning. And people may have heard that term 
unfortunately in, in big parts of Asia and in China is the biggest sort of consumer of this, a shark fin soup. And, and so oftentimes sharks will be sort of slaughtered for their fin. And that's just, a, you know, it's horrific kind of death. You, you lose, you know, the fin is, is, uh, is removed and then the shark is unable to breathe um, and, you know, just sort of plummets to the bottom of the ocean and, and dies and suffocates. And that's, that's pretty, uh, you know, a pretty cruel annihilation of a species, that's uh, for sure. So I think these are all important things that um, generally, you know, in day-to-day life that, that we don't know that are extremely kind of important. And in addition to that, I think what really shocked me even more was while China might be the biggest consumer, the biggest supplier is actually Spain. And that sort of comes down to sort of very weak laws around shark finning and corruption and other things. And so I think um, it's just very important basic things to know if you see shark fin on a menu. If you see shark on a menu, um, it's probably not the best choice. Um. No, well, I I remember that it was considered quite the delicacy when I was young because it was a, uh, and it wasn't cheap either. I mean, you know, you 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 paid up for shark fin soup, but um, yeah, the I've read about and seen films about the uh, the process of finning and um, and how the shark is basically just thrown back in the water and is unable to swim so well i mean you know because basically they've lost all their limbs and um seems like a, a terrible fate for uh, a living creature I, I don't know why they don't 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 do the right thing and at least kill it so it doesn't suffer on the way down but uh, um i like you worry that somewhere along the way uh this type of stuff will come back and bite the ecosystem because we don't realize that playing with bits and pieces of it like this as the human population grows and and stresses out different parts of the ecosystem that it will actually unhinge something that's very very vital to the way that the planet keeps itself in balance so and i think it's very good of you to to bring that up and and point that out any yeah, last words? It, we're just living in very precarious times. And I think, well, we do talk about the environment. We talk about, you know, climate change. These are all, um, you know, issues people have varying degrees of, of interest or, or concern about. But, you know, these are, these are hard facts. And, uh, you know, as I said earlier, the oceans cover 70% of our, of our planet. Um, and, and sharks really do play a pivotal role in that. And if you look at you know, just sort of the reduction of sharks in recent decades and how quickly that is happening, um, you know, it's not something we want to look back on in a couple of decades time and think, oh, we, we could have done something about that. And we didn't. So I just think awareness is really the beginning of, um, of of our ability to to kind of uh, resurrect a lot of the damage and and that is uh, the only role unfortunately I can play as a journalist the rest is sort of up to us as as humans but um, bringing some awareness to the issue was something that I felt was really important and it is important and um, and with that thank you Holly for yet another expose in this one in this case one having more to do with planet than human wars, but still an important issue just the same. Thank you very much. And we look forward to the next time. Thank you, Dennis.